from SD Times. I'm Jacob Lukowitz, and this is What the Dev. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the LinkedIn Fairness Toolkit, also known as Lyft, and it is a Scala Spark library that enables the measurement of fairness in large-scale AI workflows. With me today, I have Shuram Vasudevan, a senior machine learning engineer at LinkedIn, and Cyrus DeCicio, a machine learning engineer at LinkedIn. So both of you, welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Great. So to start off, can you tell me a little bit about how the LinkedIn Fairness Toolkit works to measure fairness and uh, how it could be useful for developers today? Sure. So uh, Lyft or the LinkedIn Fairness Toolkit is uh, a Scala Spark library. And uh, essentially, because it's written on Spark, it is uh, the computation can be distributed over several uh, nodes. And uh, as a result, it can operate on a large uh, uh, on large data sets. Now, given that it's a library and it has uh, both a high level and a low level API, uh, users can choose to make use of it uh, as they wish. So you could, for example, use it in ad in an ad hoc manner in something like a Jupyter notebook to understand your data sets whether they have uh, bias. So you could typically use this uh, during your exploratory analysis stage prior to building out a model. You could uh, also integrate it as part of a standard uh, machine learning pipeline. And uh, once integrated, uh, it's going to measure these metrics on an ongoing basis. And you could hook it up to, say, various monitoring tools uh, that would uh, then tell you uh, whether certain metrics are off or not. So that's the key use case. Uh, we're also in the process of adding in a suite of uh, bias mitigation techniques that we've been working on. So mm -hmm. over time, as um, the uh, suite uh, grows under the Lyft umbrella, you would also be able to use this integrated uh, library to uh, start mitigating any detected bias uh, up to whatever trade-offs you want between uh, fairness and your model performance, etc. Uh, and can you tell me a little bit about the the definitions of fairness for AI models that you mentioned? I, I know some of them were like disparate impact, disparate treatment, uh, and demographic parity. Uh, so how how does each of them capture different aspect of fairness to users? Yeah, uh, Cyrus, do you want to uh, take that? Sure, yeah. So to take a step back at a very high level, uh, Lyft is a tool for assessing fairness in data and data-driven decisions. Uh, most companies are increasingly uh, gathering data on uh, their members or customers' usage. And uh, in that data, their preferences are captured and used to make uh, decisions. And we really want to make sure that that data is curated and used responsibly uh, in decision-making. and. In doing so, we view uh, the use cases as several steps in a machine learning uh, model development, or even uh, for data scientists that are uh, curating metrics that uh, executives might use to make company decisions. So uh, to start off with, in building a model or defining metrics, uh, one needs to uh, get some training data and we want to make sure that that data is uh, representative of the populations we're trying to study and that it actually captures uh, users' preferences. So we have metrics that uh, capture 
how similar uh, that data that we're using is to the population that we're uh, trying to represent. And once data is collected, typically in a machine learning model, uh, you would train a model offline and that'll be assessed through a suite of uh, model assessment metrics, depending on what type of model it is that uh, any machine learning engineer is familiar with. So if you're training a classification model, uh, you might want to know what the various misclassification rates are, or uh, if you're training a regression type model that makes predictions, you want to uh, make sure that your model has good accuracy. And in that stage, the training stage, there's scope for making sure that the performance is comparable across members. Uh, so we want to make sure that the model is doing a good job uh, capturing the preferences of uh, all members. And finally, after uh, successfully training a model offline, uh, typically, if that looks good, one would go to an online launch and uh, do some A-B testing to actually see the performance uh, of the new model. And in that step, there's going to be metrics uh, that are more customary fairness metrics like disparate impact and disparate treatment. And those are really going to make sure that uh, the outcomes are comparable for members or the utility they're receiving is comparable uh, to their predictions, at least across groups of members. And really in doing that for traditional A-B testing, the gold standard uh, is statistical significance of impact on metrics. So with that in mind, we want uh, to elevate these fairness metrics to similar uh, status and have a statistical significance be a criteria for uh, evaluating fairness. So in Lyft, uh, we have many of these metrics that are appropriate for various stages of model development, uh, as well as uh, a p-value that gives some idea of statistical significance. So uh, it fits in very naturally with an A-B experimentation platform or a model training pipeline. Right, right. Um, yeah, and what would you say are some of the, the biggest challenges of getting rid of bias and AI models, uh, especially when it comes to those large-scale AI applications? Um, so I think uh, some of the challenges there are, uh, in fact, uh, there are, there are uh, quite a few. Uh, some of them are uh, more um, to do with uh, uh, the fact of how much you need to uh, trade off, say, model performance with uh, uh, the uh, notion of fairness. Because very often when models are trained, they are uh, achieving the best possible uh, model or uh, the objective value based on the given criteria. So now you're modifying the criteria. So that's one. The other is when you're measuring uh, uh, your uh, fairness metrics, you are depending on some uh, value of protected attribute for every uh, user. And this uh, data, this uh, uh, protected attribute value may or may not have uh, some notion of noise in it, depending on how you gathered it. So your metrics might uh, not really reflect uh, uh, the true uh, biases if this noise is uh, sufficiently large. And uh, I think the other bit, which we also noticed through, our, through the uh, development of our toolkit, is that uh, there are various notions of fairness, and um, very often they can also be very conflicting notions of fairness. And uh, it's, it's, it might rather be hard for 
even an ML practitioner who is well-versed in typical machine learning metrics to actually gather and make sense of uh, uh, a variety of fairness metrics if they are uh, faced with a barrage of these metrics. So very often we realized we need to say, uh, pull back and probably show only uh, one or two critical uh, metrics that the user can then track. So I'd say those are some that come to mind. Um, Cyrus, if you have any. Yeah, and to elaborate on those points, certainly I think a big issue is that uh, not all fairness metrics are simultaneously compatible. Uh, so for example, um, some diseases, for example, are known to have different prevalences uh, in different ethnic groups. And if you were developing a test to see if a patient has uh, one of these diseases, if you were to develop a test that has the same uh, true positive and false positive rates among different ethnic groups, then it's going to have different overall misclassification rates. So there's problems like that, that uh, depending on the metrics the practitioner is interested in, uh, they're going to have to make a series of compromises that are sort of specific to their use case. So it's uh, somewhat challenging in developing a, a generic library. So we want to include enough metrics uh, that it covers everyone's possible use cases. But I think it can also be somewhat overwhelming for the practitioners. And uh, certainly, uh, hopefully going forward, there'll be more uh, efforts towards education on those fronts. Um, also, another main issue uh, I find is that uh, Lyft is really just a starting point for a broader conversation about fairness. So Lyft answers the questions of whether bias presents and where is the bias presented, uh, but there's always the question of what to do after that. So take, for example, if you were to go to your local grocery store and buy a die, say a six-sided die, and if you found yourself with some spare time and uh, rolled it a few billion times, you're going to notice that to some degree, it's not fair, right? Some numbers are going to come up more often than others. And in a case like that, if we were after this podcast to play a die game, we probably wouldn't care. It might be good enough. So there's some issue of uh, trying to reason with the uh, magnitude of the bias problems. But in contrast, casinos go through great lengths to actually ensure that their dies are perfectly balanced. Um, and in this case, if we can identify uh, that there is bias, with die, there's obvious steps to take. You can either uh, create a die that's better balanced and more fair, or maybe if you're doing a gambling game, you can adjust the payout so that it's fair, even though your die isn't fair. And probably for a casino, for trust issues, you would really want that the die is perfectly fair. So there's really an obvious mitigation strategy. So the issue in machine learning models is it's less clear how to fix the problem. We can identify problems, but uh, there's also next steps needed. And the real power in Lyft is that it gives flexible choices of fairness metrics that can be used to identify biases in the various stages of the machine learning pipeline as we discussed before. And uh, based on where it presents, where unfairness presents and what metrics are wrong, uh, that can be used to inform mitigation strategies. 
So we really don't just want that it's unfair, but we want to inform users it's unfair in a way that they can use to take action. Um, so would you say this kind of uh, this this flexibility is uh, is what kind of differentiates Lyft from other libraries that tackle fairness related problems? What would you say is like the, the, the yeah? Uh, I'd say uh, the the two key aspects that uh, we call out in various places are its uh, flexibility and scalability. So uh, very rightly, as you mentioned, uh, Lyft is definitely not the first uh, fairness toolkit out there. Uh, there have been several research institutes and companies that have uh, released their own uh, fairness libraries. And uh, they are in fact very comprehensive with uh, a whole host of uh, uh, measurement metrics and mitigation techniques. But uh, in our use case, as we uh, evaluated uh, them internally, we noticed that uh, these toolkits either were built for a single system execution. So they were, uh, say, they made use of uh, Python and scikit-learn, which typically is used only on a single system. And uh, otherwise, we noticed that these uh, fairness toolkits were tied to a cloud provider or to a specific machine learning framework like uh, right. TensorFlow. Uh, and that's primarily the motivating reason for us to uh, go out and build Lyft. So, the first thing is flexibility and essentially you can deploy it anywhere in the sense of uh, it's agnostic to the machine learning model you use it should be agnostic to your overall pipeline whether you're on a cloud provider or your uh, on-premise uh, system and it's also flexible in it in the sense that you could choose to either adopt it as a library uh, uh, in your pipeline or you could just choose to make use of specific apis or specific tests or uh, use it for ad hoc analysis. And the second bit is uh, is scalability, which is primarily derived from the fact that it is built on Apache Spark. So I'd say those are the two key uh, differentiating factors. Great, yeah. Uh, and so one of, one of my last questions is, uh, so the Lyft toolkit has been used in uh, within LinkedIn for quite some time now, and uh, also what, what led to open sourcing it now? Right, so... Uh, we've actually been working on this since uh, uh, probably since May 2019. And uh, as we developed it, uh, we did uh, end up uh, working with a bunch of uh, partner teams to ensure that uh, it did satisfy these uh, notions of flexibility and scalability. But uh, I think it's important to also note that uh, Lyft, in fact, incorporates uh, metrics from work that LinkedIn has done in this area uh, prior to uh, this uh, open sourcing and building of this toolkit. So we've also uh, gone ahead and uh, incorporated those metrics, which have shown success in uh, detecting issues in uh, uh, certain products previously. Uh, mm -hmm. With regards to open sourcing, I'd say it's primarily the fact that uh, we believe right now, given that we've tested it internally and it has uh, uh, shown uh, promise, we would like to open source it, A, to uh, motivate uh, external companies also to start uh, thinking about uh, fairness from the perspective of distributed computation. Uh, today, I think most of the research work that's going on is uh, uh, largely tied to uh, measurement and mitigation, but I think we also now need a focus on applying this at scale. And, I, uh, and we hope that by making a uh, Spark or Scala first library that that will happen, and uh, the other bit of course is that uh, we'd like to contribute uh, back to the community where 
uh, that has uh, in fact inspired us to add these metrics in. And we hope that uh, the community will also uh, contribute back to our toolkit. Great, yeah, is there anything else important uh, that you'd like to add about the toolkit or about measuring fairness at large uh, you think is important? Yeah, I think, I think uh, one component that uh, I probably skipped over uh, earlier is, uh, is that this toolkit, I think uh, as Cyrus uh, also mentioned earlier, incorporates uh, a notion of uh, p-value or statistical testing. And I think that is uh, pretty uh, critical to call out because uh, uh, to, our, to the best of our knowledge, we found that no other uh, fairness toolkit incorporates it. I think we did see it in one toolkit, but we felt that it had very narrow application and uh, was not as generic as uh, it needed to be. And uh, uh, essentially, our open sourcing of Lyft also acts as an open sourcing of that uh, uh, fairness testing methodology. And uh, I'd say that is a, yet another contribution from uh, Lyft that users may uh, want to take a look at. Yeah, and we really think that uh, in elevating fairness metrics to the same status as other business metrics that uh, companies have in their A-B testing platform, we really need that same standard of statistical significance. So we felt that was a big gap in the existing work, and we, we wanted to try and fill that and uh, make it usable by other companies. Well, great. That's looks like that's all the time we have for our show today. Thank you, Shroom and Cyrus, for coming on the show. It was great speaking to you. Yeah, it was great speaking to you too. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Take yeah, care. My pleasure. Uh, and a big thanks to all the listeners of today's show. Be sure to check out all the episodes on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time, this has been What the Death.